Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, here we are on a Wednesday morning. Good morning to you your family, your loved ones, etc. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hey, yo. Big J, how goes uh, Tuesday? Feeling a little bit better? Uh, yeah, a little bit better, but also very... I got beef with my neighbors, man. Another beef? Oh, now that you're not, like, unconscious, you can hear the fireworks? 10 o'clock. It was going off my neighborhood right, again Right at 10 o'clock, man. I put my head on the pillow. I'm like, ah, oh, it's 10 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. Boom! Boom, 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 boom! I'm oh. like, dude... What was it you said to me yesterday? Get off my lawn, old man? Yeah, but I mean, like, it's the day after. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what was happening all weekend, too. I get too. the day before, even. You do? Yes, especially when, you know, 4th of July lands itself on a Monday. Okay. So, weekend stuff. Yeah, I get that. But the day after? The only reason why I don't get it is because you know they're still doing it on July 4th, too. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's a different batch of people. Well, it, yes, it, it probably could be a different batch of people. Well, that's ridiculous. So, uh, but you're right. We had fireworks going on in the neighborhood as well yesterday, all the way up until 1130 again last night. Now, it wasn't nearly as bad as it was on the 4th of July, but there were clearly some residuals that people wanted to fire off last night. Uh, it affected your sleep? Probably not. I don't know. I, I am very tired today, but I fell asleep, so... Could have been that bad, is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's just inconsiderate either way. Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of falls into my argument that I had yesterday. It's uh, you know anything post 11:30, you go from celebratory into a hole, uh, pretty damn quick, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but hopefully you were able to get some sleep, ladies and gentlemen of the Treasure Valley, because we have a show today planned for you that could make the heavens rock, Big J. What? Yeah, House of Gucci. I'm looking forward to the review. Oh, great. Because that's what Big J watched last night, courtesy of your votes and my decision-making, really, is what it boils down to. <laughs> so hopefully we will see if that was any good. It's available on Amazon Prime. We have some chances for you to go to shows this weekend here in the Treasure Valley over the course of the program today. Uh, we're going to hell a story that should make you very proud. Uh, plus, we have other additional fun and excitement on the agenda. So we're looking for it to be a good Wednesday, and hopefully you are as well. We should get started with some music here on the morning after, as we always do. Smashing Pumpkins going to kick things off here this morning. On 100.3, the X Rocks, the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's Disarm on the X. Nick and Big J. Yeah, baby, we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday, but Monday there was a thing happening uh, uh, near the southeastern part of Boise called the Talon Fire. Big J, were you familiar? Uh, no. It was a uh, fairly large wildfire that happened near the World Center of Birds of Prey south of Boise. Oh, no. The uh, Boise Fire Department, Bureau of Land Management, had to respond. ultimately contained about 114 acres around 11.30 p.m. finally on the 4th of July. Uh, and they found out what the actual cause was of the fire, and it was a shooting, believe it or not. 
Now, we often talk about like fireworks and making sure you're safe when it's dry, especially this time of year. But uh, also, you know, one of the things to do in Idaho is to just roll out in the middle of nowhere and uh, practice firing off some ammunition from time to time. Well, in dry areas that have a lot of grass, shootings can cause a wildfire. And it's actually one of the top three reasons in Idaho that wildfires do happen. Because anytime you're shooting, if you hit a rock or a metal object, like you're firing a can or something, that can cause a spark. And the bullets themselves can turn molten and drop down and ignite vegetation, and that appears to be what happened. So, uh, don't forget that, not that it matters to everybody that starts these fires, but there's been a fire protection order in effect since May, which basically says, hey, you can't use fireworks, but not only that, you cannot use any kind of firearms on protected BLM land, Bureau of Land Management land, and so that involves a lot of places that just have a lot of dry vegetation and brush in and around the state of Idaho, and it is a crime, and they do think they know who was doing it, and they will be charged and prosecuted for doing it on this place that they're not allowed to be. So keep that in mind. If you want to do some target practice, make sure you know where you're doing it, and make sure you're doing it where there's not a bunch of, you know, vegetation or grass or brush that could actually accidentally catch fire because obviously that's not what you want to do but it's what can happen and what did happen on monday so it's not just fireworks and kids being dumb that sometimes are the cause of things other times it's uh people just not knowing the rules and this is one of those that's probably a good idea that you understand is a thing and could happen because apparently it does a lot around here and we need to make sure that everybody's as safe as possible Big J, uh, congratulations to Mike Greer. He was introduced by the San Jose Sharks as the new general manager yesterday. He is the first black GM in NHL history. Of course, uh, the name may sound familiar to you because he played in the NHL for 14 seasons uh, from the late 90s all the way to 2011. Uh, He has been a scout and assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils and most recently the hockey operations advisor for the New York Rangers. So congratulations to Mike. Uh, he is a very good gentleman, uh, a gentleman that I had brushed up against a couple of times when I was covering hockey in Phoenix. And uh, very happy for him, very educated on the game, and hopefully he can turn the Sharks back around into a contender again. It's been a while since they've been one of those, but if anybody can do it, I believe Mike can, so congrats to him. Are you excited, Big J? Because so excited. ABC is going to celebrate the 30th anniversary Woo! of Beauty and the Beast by airing a two-hour live, live-action and animated special, dude. It will air on December 15th, and it will be available for streaming on Disney Plus on December 16th. Now, keep in mind, this is not related in any way to the animated movie that already exists, nor the live-action movie starring one of your favorite people, Dan Stevens, that already exists. Oh, man. Uh, This is something that is completely different that uh, I'm not sure we needed or wanted, but here it is anyway. I mean, when you Somebody did. We already have two... Well, I think it's because anything Beauty and the Beast becomes successful for Disney so they think why don't we roll this back to the well one more time and see if people will still watch the same thing now three times over Uh, even though we have two very different and very good actually believe it or not uh, versions of this tale we're going to give you yet a third in case you wanted to and add the I guess safety without a safety net version of live TV that make people tune in but these goofy little live action things or things done live always seem to work for them so they must be doing something right yeah I'm not sure what it is about, like, the viewers that find that entertaining, like, the live action of it. I guess maybe anything can happen, I suppose. 
but almost never does. Anything can happen. I mean, it's it is live. live, right? But almost nothing, you know, out of the ordinary does happen. But I suppose there could be that one time. Anyway, December fifteenth is when that will happen. If you're a Beauty and the Beast head. Well, you also have to take into account that the performers and actors and actresses, I mean, they really enjoy doing Broadway live stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of I course. mean, it challenges them, and that's uh, what some of their uh, the stuff that they got into doing acting to begin with is all about for them. Hell, we do live stuff every single day. We're not scared, are we, Big Yeah, we're not. Other people might be. Yeah, don't be scared. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your important stuff. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, other side here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let me ask you something, Big J, based on a study done by Florida Atlantic University. You have some friends that you would have been in your life for a very long time. Uh, people still from high school that you were made in contact with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember where that uh, friendship originated or why it happened? Do you remember how you started being friends with some of those people in high school? Like, did you share a class together? Were you on the football team? And that's how the relationship started? No, I mean, it started in in grade school. Even better. Do you remember how that started? Well, there's only like 15 of us. Oh, so that's how... (laughs) So, 15, 20 of us? Yeah, all right. uh, There's no choice. You got nowhere to turn. Oh, hey. It actually kind of makes sense then. Uh, There is a study out of Florida Atlantic University that says, believe it or not, uh, who we shared a lot of time with, especially in our elementary school days is the people that become our friends and friends that we stick with later in life. It has a lot more to do with who we're around than personality clashing or getting along when we're that particular age. And the weird thing is that they found is that those relationships tend to last because, you know, you build these relationships early on and that kind of stuff kind of sticks with you for the rest of your life. But really, your friends in elementary school and even they found out in high school, where you sit and who you sit near really does dictate who your friends are in a lot of ways, which is a very interesting finding. And I was thinking, like, you know, while I am, I would say, casual acquaintances with a lot of people that I went to high school with, I'm probably still what I would say really good friends with about three of them, right? We contact each other uh, three, like, yeah, I don't know, two, three times a year, maybe. We're not, like, super in touch. But whenever I go to Wisconsin, I meet up with them in some way, shape, or form. And so there's still a relationship there. But all three of those, my friends that I still remain in touch with, all of them were in my homeroom. That's the way that relationship started was we were in homeroom together. So we would start our day together and we would go to school together. And that's how that kind of stuff worked out. And then we became really close friends and then we became inseparable. And it was one of those deals where it was like, yeah, it was all predetermined because I was around this group of people the most. And so that's how we became friends, which is weird when you think about it in those particular terms, because you'd like to think there's a little bit more free will attached to this stuff sometimes. But a lot of times it's just the environment you find yourself in, which is interesting. Yeah, no, for for me, it was probably, you know, in in, um, grade school, but then basketball. Like most of the, a lot of the the guys I'm closer to now, I mean, we were all played basketball and did sports and athletic stuff together. So you spend even more time compressed together. That's exactly. It. And then when you know, for in, in particular, like there there was a group of us who wanted to play football. Well, we didn't have a padded football team. We had to co-op with another private school here in the Treasure Valley. And so we had to travel 
to go to Greenlee Friends Academy from Boise uh, in a car together after school to go to practice, spending more time together. So yeah. I mean, yeah, those bonds were pretty uh, pretty set and, and foundational. So it really is the amount of time that you spend with uh, other people who becomes your friends, and it is it's just interesting to me that not only is that the case for me, but also you know the study found that those are some friends that you usually stick and stay with. Unless something you know happens in your life, right those or are die. the ones that yeah, those are the ones that you hang around with the most, and you stick around with for the rest of your life, and that certainly is the case with both of us. So maybe it is true. So make sure you. I, I mean, a I know study that's true and have, accurate. We have no connection to it, nor do we have any choice involved in it. But it is amazing when you think about sometimes your friendships and even the ones that did mean a lot to you back then. How it was really about the people you're around more than anything else. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll see how Big J's time with House of Gucci was last night. A movie review is next on the X-Rocks. It was yesterday, right around this time, that Big J was assigned the movie House of Gucci to watch as part of streaming Dumbass. It is available for you to watch on Amazon Prime. There was some Oscar buzz. There was some uh, not-so-high Oscar buzz about the movie. And now we ask Big J, how the hell was it? Hey! There it is. It's about Italians. It's about a woman who doesn't want to, you know, be poor all life. So she stalks a rich guy and then wants to marry him, and it does, and then ruins everything. Oh, no! Go- bunch of Goombas. Uh... <laughs> No, really, uh, House of Gucci is, uh, because of the Oscar-worthy buzz, uh, it's a pretty boring movie. Okay. Um, and, and so here's what you have. is oh, Man, I mean, the list of actors that are in this is impressive, okay? Adam Driver is great. Al Pacino is great. Jeremy Irons is great. Jared Leto for whatever. You know, I don't know who he's supposed to be. I mean, I know who he's bo- being, but uh, you couldn't tell if that dude was Jared Leto. I yeah. mean, that's crazy. Okay, that in itself... Is, is accomplishment and exemplary because that's, I mean, that's another level. Not to say he doesn't lose himself in a role. You're absolutely correct. You know, I mean, it just, he doesn't even, you could, you would never know that's Jared Leto. So that's crazy. Um, and then you've got Al Pacino in here. So you have an amazing cast. It's directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, and it, you know, it, it does delves into, it's all based off of a book that <clears throat> I don't think the Gucci family's super happy about. But really, what you have it down to is Lady Gaga, who's also great in this, is playing uh, Patricia, and and she wants to be rich, and so she kind of stalks uh, the Gucci uh, Adam, Adam Driver's uh, uh, character uh, Mario, uh, and it, it, that's how what happens. She ends up marrying into the family, and he was going to be a lawyer. He didn't even want to be a part of the whole design thing, and then uh, she pretty much manipulates him into uh, getting involved, and then 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 you have all the the greed and her trying to take over the company and uh it's a, it's there's a lot of beautiful scenes i mean obviously it's it's kind of a, a period piece if you will from the 70s and 80s so you've got all that fashion and the music and everything is great but it is boring it really is and uh, it's it's just it's just hard to kind of keep engaged was for me so uh, i definitely can't approve it where does the where does the murder come in because they mentioned, I, I, and I don't know if it's me being a bad Italian, but I don't know anything about the Gucci story or any of that stuff. But in the in the synopsis of the the movie, they say that it leads to betrayal and murder. Is there a murder in the movie? Well, she tra- she she tries to have somebody uh, murdered. I uh, see. Okay. And, and then and then she's she also is forging people's signatures and things like that. So yeah, she 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 was not a good person. 
Uh, and it, it, but it didn't. It, you weren't interested in the story no. or the resolution of the characters. No, no, not at all. Or any of that stuff. Uh, none of it was res- other than the performances and the direction. I mean, no. Uh, is it a long film? I did not see the running time. Uh, yeah, it's 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 158 minutes, so it's not terribly long, but it's also not. Uh, it, it's in between. You know I what mean, I mean? It's two and a half hours. It's it pretty makes good it feel so much longer. So much longer. Like I was begging for triple R. <laughs> And that movie is almost twice as long as that. Yeah, that movie was like six hours long. But it was approved. This one was not. not. not Just to, not. Uh, Now, could you see your... Or did you need a little bit more action for it to be possibly Big J approved? I mean, you, or something I would be interested in. I mean, I just wasn't interested in the story of these people. Gotcha. So. You don't, you don't care about people wanting to be rich or rich people having problems. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, unless those problems involve explosions, of course. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Great you are. Big hey. J says pass on House of Gucci. I'm sure you're all shocked. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, Big J. Remember the uh, two years we kind of spent inside? And how we use a lot of virtual services during that particular pandemic as we encourage to stay home as much as possible? Yes. Let me list off some of the things that maybe you uh, have used and let me know if you used them. Did you ever have food delivered to your house during this particular Oh, yeah, time? definitely. Did you ever have groceries delivered to your house? Yeah, once. Did you ever use the uh, the ability of like a virtual doctor's appointment to like online health care in any way, shape, or form? I did. Uh, did you ever have something like curbside pickup for any other things, food or otherwise? I did. Uh, any of those things that I have listed, things that you can see yourself still using today or in the future? Um, it doesn't sound like you enjoyed the grocery delivery thing, if we're being honest. No, I would love to. I'd love to. But uh, but, but it's, there's a little expense to it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I can get up off my ass and go to the store now. Right. How about, uh, like, food delivery? Did you enjoy that? Not including pizza, of course, which is traditional. I but do. Like, Here's what I do. i got a house full of four people. Do you know how much it costs? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. I mean, I got yelled at by the wife, and rightfully so. I mean, spent, uh, like, 100 bucks. Oh, this is a sushi night. incident? No, that wasn't even the sushi. We went to sushi. <laughs> this was having wings delivered. Gotcha. I mean... Oh boy! You spent a hundred dollars on wings. How many wings did you order? Uh, well, there's four of us, uh, man. How many wings did a you order? A lot. Okay. Well, that's going to cost you anything, no matter but, where you go. But then. yeah, but the premium part about that is the markup on the prices yeah. and the delivery charge. And listen, I, I, especially during the pandemic, I was like, hey, I was all about that. I didn't mind that, and I wanted to make sure and tip because I was. I felt like we were helping, you know, keep the economy going. But uh, now it's a little. It's a little much to uh, order food uh, at the house. I mean, okay. it's so expensive. So it sounds like because of expense, you're out of food delivery, you're out of grocery delivery. Will you continue doing virtual doctor appointments or you when, prefer in person? When needed. I okay. mean, our doctor is pretty easy to get into. So there you have it. And it sounds like everything else is uh, fairly done in person. So you don't see yourself using a lot of these virtual services much anymore, huh? I like having them available. Right. Other people might use them more. Yeah. Well, well, here's the point. What we're finding out is as much as people did use and rely on them during the pandemic, much like you, now that they have the option of not doing them, they're not. Less than 30% of adults in the United States say that they are going to go back to using these services 
on the regular because of the added expense done to it. What I'm saying is you're just like everybody else, Big J. You're not special. Everybody else is uh, mm -hmm. feeling this exact same way. It's like, hey, it was really nice to have this and liked help keeping the businesses going and support people that were doing it. But now that I can afford to go someplace else and save myself a little bit of money, uh, I'm doing that instead. And so the, the, the world of virtual reality kind of things may be A, either more available to you or B, need to make some sort of pivot in order to keep themselves in business. I think the Teladoc thing is one thing that's very useful and people should consider more often. I loved it when I did it. I, I Now, I will say this. I didn't. And this is just me. I want to I wanna go on the record saying that I didn't enjoy my therapy sessions as much virtually online as I do in person. I don't know why there's that connection there for me. I know. But it, 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 is, it, it wasn't as, as uh, something that I got out of it as much. As, or maybe I wasn't in, you know, that same kind of headspace, you know, being out of my own element and being yeah, in having somebody's the office right next to you, <laughs> being in somebody's office is made it feel a little more official than like sitting in my bedroom and just talking about the same stuff. Sitting on a leather couch. <laughs> right. There's something to it. And the atmosphere is part of it, I guess, for me. Again, it's probably a mental thing, yeah. but I've done also other virtual doctor and physician appointments that way and love them, especially for the kids. It was great. Yeah. But I also feel like it, that's not you're not getting the best medical treatment that way it depends on what you have it, it, yeah. that also i mean if you have a goiter yes having a virtual like, reality my goiter. ain't gonna do you a whole lot of good but if there are other things going on or you need a prescription refilled that to me is a brilliant way to go yeah. about these particular things as opposed to scheduling a doctor's appointment going in for three seconds and him handing you a piece of paper it's just a better way of going about some stuff not nearly as expensive as, as well also true also true Big J, uh, Demarius Thomas, according to the NFL, uh, had the degenerative brain disease, chronic traumatic amphony uh, called CTE when he died last December. Doctors from Boston University who have been studying his brain through the Concussion Legacy Foundation said yesterday he was at stage two. That, of course, is linked to repeated blows to the head. Now, uh, this is not part of his cause of death, but it does explain uh, some of the things that his family and his friends were worried about near his death when it happened at his home at the age of 33 uh, apparently he was having some really interesting behavioral changes that the family said was not like Demarius and something very different and then of course uh, he passed away uh, and they're still waiting cause of death on that particular side of things but he had also had a car accident in 2019 that led to seizures that could also have played a part and so you know it is one of those deals where we're finding more and more man there are a lot of residual I mean, effects a seizure could have caused this accident could have very well caused this accident absolutely so they're doing more into it, but it's one of those deals where you just have to, the more we know about this, the more you realize how much these people that play for the NFL, even for a short amount of time, like Demarius Thomas was out of the NFL by the age of 29, by the way, and was one of the best yeah. receivers in the game. Uh, but how much they give up their bodies and their minds for us in the short time that they play professional sports is a sad, but also something that we probably should do a better job of remembering as they're going through it and once they retire, as a matter of fact. Big J, congratulations to Stranger Things. Uh, according to Deadline, it has uh, passed the 1 billion hours marked, watched mark on Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things is the second show to hit this goalpost. Any other idea what Netflix show has hit 1 billion hours watched? It's a show you refuse to watch. I'll put it that way. Oh, The Umbrella Academy? No, nothing. Nope, not The Umbrella Academy. Nope. 
Uh, oh. It's only got one season, so it's even more impressive than the, the oh, five Oh, I have season. no idea. Uh, Squid Game is the other Netflix TV show. Yeah, like I said. Uh, it's the other show that's had a billion hours watched on the streaming service. I actually fired up uh, Stranger Things 4 last night. Uh, I knew that the episodes were longer. I did not know every one is the length of a movie, however. Like, every episode. An so, hour and ten minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, some of them are an hour and 45 minutes. I found at least two last night that were. And I saw the finale was two and a half hours. So, But, I mean, we were prepared for this. I didn't know every single episode was that long. That being said, it has not, you know, dipped in the quality of them at all. I'm very much interested in so damn good. how good the show has been so far. And even though I'm in the early stages of it, uh, I've really, really enjoyed it so far. I'm not, no spoilers. The crescendo that they build towards the end of an episode is ridiculous. Yeah, they're good at what they do. And the best part is that next episode button is just a few seconds away. And you don't have to wait another week or two to find another episode. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. I kid ourselves. I'm going to hell and you know it. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Follow us, Big J, as we head down to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. And a story that happened on the 4th of July. Now, Big J, I imagine you have a laundry list of things when you think of 4th of July. How far down do you have to get before you get into the food world? Uh, I mean, like two. Oh, really? Okay. So which is it ahead of, fireworks or America? Uh, probably at this point, America. All right. Fair enough. And when you think food for July 4th, what do you think? Pops into your head. Italian. Uh, really? Okay. Like what? Pasta? <laughs> <laughs> a big bowl no, of come spaghetti? on, man. Barbecue, dude. All right. Yeah, like hot dogs, right? No, I'm thinking more like ribs. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, like, uh, hot dogs don't pop in your head for 4th of July? No. Despite Nathan's hot dog eating contest that Never happens every single year? It. Uh, well, uh, hot dogs are a part of 4th of July, whether Big J likes to admit it or not. And uh, it was one of the things that got a gentleman in trouble because Jason Stoll, 47 years old, decided that on the 4th of July, as people started to gather around a neighborhood for some fireworks, it would be a good opportunity for him to make some cash. And so he set up kind of like this makeshift hot dog stand, you understand? And he was selling hot dogs at about four bucks a pop in a neighborhood in St. Petersburg. One problem, Big J. Jason doesn't live in the neighborhood. People started to realize that, and they're like, also, I don't even think this is, like, a real business. You know, we're just, like, buying some hot dogs from a rando dude. That seems weird. Like, like not the best idea. So, at some point, somebody notified the police. They showed up, asked Jason for uh, his proper permit that he could use to sell street food to make sure everything is sanitary. Uh, sanitary. And Jason, of course, did not have those things. And so, the officer asked him to then please cease and desist selling these hot dogs. You're not allowed to do so. Uh, when Get asked, a permit. When they asked for identification, they found out that Jason actually lives in Newport Ritchie, Florida, which is about 50 miles away from the St. Petersburg neighborhood that he had himself set up in, which made police really suspicious. Like, why did you drive 50 miles with a bunch of hot dogs and set up in this neighborhood? This is, this is weird. So once again, uh, as police, uh, Jason said, yes, he would take down the stand. Police then left. Well, guess what happened? He didn't take down the stand, Big J. So police had to return. And then things got a little weird. Uh, the defendant was asked to put the hot dog down as police approached his makeshift hot dog stand. He refused. He reportedly became extremely upset. And that is when Big J... He started chucking hot dogs at police officers on 4th of July. Were they cooked? Uh, it, I, unclear. It does not say. I'm guessing probably a little bit of both. 
Uh, but he started tossing just a bunch of stuff from his hot dog stands at the officers. Uh, the good news is the police were not injured by the airborne bun and beef, but they did arrest him for battery on a law enforcement officer, a felony. He was also charged with resisting arrest and struggling with cops as they sought to place him under arrest. So now he is looking at a possible uh, time in jail of eight years, Big J, and fines of over $7,500. So it was a pretty expensive 4th of July for Jason, who just wanted to sell some hot dogs. But it seemed like a really weird thing from the word go. Like driving 50 miles, this seemed like it was a pre-planned kind of a thing. Yeah. To just set up and sell $4 hot dogs out of like the trunk of your car is... Weird to me. Weirder yet that he had customers, but again, Florida, so I, like, I'm not buying hot dogs out of some guy's trunk. You know what I'm saying? That's not happening. Yeah, because it's Florida. They end up being people hot dogs. I don't know what they are. That certainly would pop you know, in my maybe head. Maybe mix a gator and human beings. Right, or God knows what's in these condiments that he's giving me. All this kind of stuff pop into my head immediately if somebody's selling, like, uh, hot dogs out of a makeshift stand. There should be some sort of rules to that, and there are. But, you know, people will skirt those for whatever reason. And now he finds himself in jail. So a reminder, uh, also really bad idea to throw anything at cops, let alone uh, hot dogs, which you're not going to yeah, do Yeah, I mean, uh, in the grand scheme of things, throwing a hot dog at a cop doesn't seem like that egregious of a thing. But eight years? It's not not a great idea. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what, what you're in here for. I threw my sausages at a cop. That's when you just say, just for cred, I'm in here for battery of a law enforcement officer, right? You just, you, you announce the charge as opposed to the actual yeah, story. Yeah, you lie about it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what he's lies. actually charged with. You don't tell him you threw a hot dog at a police officer. You just say, yeah, right. battery. That's what I'm in for. That way people threw go. a whole hog at a guy. Really? Holy cow, man. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Rob here from Treasure Valley Subaru and the Idaho Center Pre Owned Superstore. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Good news for everybody, especially if laziness reigns inside of you. There is a new study that took a decade to research. They talked to and followed about 350,000 Americans. That's a lot of people, Big J. And revealed some pretty good news for you weekend warriors. Turns out, if you exercise for about 150 minutes in one weekend, it's basically the same for your body, mental health, physical health, as if you exercised an hour a day every single day. It lowers the uh, risk of heart attack, stroke in you. It's good for your body, and you're able to knock all that stuff out just on a weekend if you want to, as opposed to spreading it out five, six days a week. If that just doesn't fit your schedule or you don't have the energy or uh, desire or, you know, anything else to do that. The most important factor is moving to begin with. Those who reached their recommended level of activity, whether they did it in two sessions or five, benefited the most from their workouts. So hitting that mark and knowing what that mark is is very important and the mark is very different for different people. But you can do what you want to do in two days as opposed to spreading it out five to six days over the week, which is good news, I think. I mean, it's still 150 minutes. This is a very long time to me, but I am ridiculously out of shape. Yeah, you got to do it all at once. Uh, no, you can spread it out over two days is what they're saying. In one weekend, you can do it. It basically gives you a chance to uh, truncate the amount of time that you spend working out if you want to. If you're doing it for the health benefits and the ability to, you know, stay mobile and moving and in good shape. Now, if you're somebody that is a bodybuilder or works out for fun, this does not affect you in any way, shape, or form. You're already doing what you love. 
But for those of you that hate working out, it's a great excuse to move it only to the weekends, as long as you're doing what's recommended. Big J, college football is in a real flux situation, and there's lots of rumors revolving around what's left of some of the conferences that remain. Uh, it, it could be a real issue for the Broncos here moving forward as well, because if the rumors are true, two things may happen. Number one could be the Big 12 is going to poach what's left of the Pac-12 and bring in four teams from that conference to make themselves strong again once Texas and OU leave. They're looking at Oregon, they're looking at Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado as the four schools that they would take from the Pac-12, which of course would leave schools that are less than desirable, I suppose. And then uh, you have another rumor that is the remainder of the Pac-12 could actually merge with what's left of the ACC to create this super conference coast-to-coast kind of thing, and that would leave the Broncos flapping in the wind. Now, I feel like this could be a big deal for Boise State, what they end up doing, because either it's not good news either way, in my opinion. No matter what, I believe if if those four schools leave the Pac-12, the Pac-12 becomes a new Mountain West anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Exception being Oregon State and Utah are still in there. But other than that, you have Stanford, of course, which would be yeah. nice. But Stanford is also talking about Cal. maybe making the move to uh, to the Big Ten as well. So who the hell knows what's going on? My point is none of these things are going to be good for the Broncos unless the Pac-12 sticks the way that it is and invites them to join, which is looking less and less likely. Believe it or not, the school that is getting the most buzz out of moving out of the Mountain West is UNLV Big J. And it has absolutely nothing to do with their athletic program or anything. It has everything to do with market size and the city that they find themselves in. Las Vegas is a very attractive market for sports teams currently. They find themselves yeah. in a place where it would be good and smart to be in you be in that market if you are have a TV contract or you're looking to recruit or whatever the case may be. And so don't be surprised if this UNLV team that has been comically bad over the last decade in pretty much every sport it's played gets plucked out to play in a large conference because of the city it finds itself in so it would be really interesting but the funny thing that i'm noticing at least is there's little to no talk about the broncos and where they're going to end up outside of our little space that we're in does this worry you as a broncos fan at all i mean i i think probably it should yeah do you have a opinion where you would like them to end up uh no because I'm not informed enough on what would be a good, a good place. So you a don't good conference. Gotcha. So uh, if whether they stay put or go, you you just uh, I guess have full confidence in whoever's running the program over there, Jeremiah, to make the right decisions and do what they need to do to make. Well, the God, team. I hope so. Well, yeah, that's what, what else you bring am I supposed to do? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would think as a fan you'd have an opinion as to which start conference. my own website <laughs> and then try to get us. So let's go here. Maybe no, no, but I, I think an opinion is certainly something that I thought you as a Broncos fan would have, but uh, I guessed wrong. Natalie Portman is opening up about her time on the set of Thor Love and Thunder, which of course opens up this weekend. Uh, Nearly a decade has passed since she has been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or a Thor movie, and she was talking to Vogue magazine about how uh, weird it was for her. Not in a bad way, just, you know, it was the fact that she had to reacquaint herself with a role that she hasn't played in a decade. And then everybody that was on the set, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Takia Waititi, they all worked together in Rangarok, which was this big 
big, huge, gigantic success, and they had kind of like a working relationship already, and she had to kind of log jam in there and see where she fit in, but she did say that after a first couple of bumps in the road, everybody got along fantastically. It was nice, and they also had worked together before from previous things. You know, Chris and her had worked together, and her yeah. and Tessa had worked together, so it was just getting back into the swing of things, but she's very happy with the movie, and hopefully you will be as well as the next installment in the MCU hits theaters on, uh, technically, Friday, Thursday night late, if you want to go, but uh, it is obviously probably going to take a lot of money in this weekend would be my guess agree or disagree big oh it better uh so we'll see what happens and how it turns out although i will say this big j i have been i know you don't pay attention to it but i've been a little bit surprised at some of the early reviews from even the nerdiest of places for thor love and thunder it's not going to affect the fact that i'm going to see this movie as quickly as i can when it comes out but uh you know considering the people involved and the love fest that's been going on with Takia Watiti, I thought everything was going to be good and I'm not sure it is but I'm holding out hope because they have a fantastic story that they're pulling from Gore the God Hunter is a terrific villain Christian Bale's a terrific actor it has to be good agree or disagree yeah and if it's not it's these idiot fans that are dumb uh, oh, I see. You, you, but, I mean, you probably would have thought that going into Doctor Strange, too, right? No. You didn't. Why? No, because I naturally, obviously, I was like, I was suspect about that movie to begin with. How come? The whole multiverse, everything that's going on, a lot of that stuff. I mean, I just, look, when I see a trailer in a movie and I'm like, uh, either I'm like, that looks interesting, I'm into it, or I'm not. Oh, and yeah. I haven't been. Uh, into but Love and Thunder, I was like, oh man, it yeah. hits all my emotional points and should be good. But I, I warn you, Big J, prepare yourself for multiverse fun no matter what. Tell you. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, thanks to our friends at Edge Brewing. We have a great show coming up this Saturday out at the Knitting Factory. Floater is coming to town. They are great live. If you haven't seen them, this is a show that you want to go check out, especially if you love live music. We'll get you those tickets for free if you can beat Nick in pop culture smackdown. Phone number is 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call right now if you want to take a running shot at some pop culture smackdown fun. We wish you the best of luck. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? I'm Jake. All right, Jake. Good luck. This stand-up comedian is uh, also a bankable actor, has been a sidekick to The Rock on a few occasions, including the CIA movie and the Jumanji movies, and he's like half The Rock's size. Who is he? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is right. correct. Teaming up again? Nick, uh, that's right. Only a couple of actors have donned the Robin outfit in live-action roles. Who played him next to Adam West's Batman in the TV series? Uh, Burt Ward. That is correct. Right. Burt Ward. Uh, this Olympic swimmer has the most medals of any individual in Olympic history. Michael Phelps. Michael right. Phelps is correct. Nick, how many Olympic medals does Michael Phelps have? You want an exact number? Yes. Congratulations on your win, man. Uh, enjoy yourself, some floater, Jake. Uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, listen, I know it's double digits. I'm going to say 17. That's right. Is that really? No, it well, isn't. You're way off. Wrong. <laughs> How many is it? 28. 28. Right. Oh my God. Uh, you did not know that. Congratulations. Huh? How did you not know that? <laughs> Jake, did you know that? 
I did not know that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those floater tickets. That's for sure. Uh, enjoy the show on Saturday. It is going to be a good one. Speaking of good things, we have a pretty cool event planned coming up with a gentleman that is putting it all together, Rock the Block style. We'll talk all about it coming up on the X Rocks. <laughs> Here's Rage Against the Machines, Renegades of Funk here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Another really cool, really awesome event happening this weekend in Caldwell. And it is an honor and privilege to welcome back on the show our friend Chris Holton. Chris, good morning, man. How are you, brother? Good morning, guys. It's actually my pleasure and honor to be here. Thanks. Uh, You are very nice. Uh, You have been a friend of ours, uh, both personally and professionally, for many, many years. A very good friend to the local music scene here in the Treasure Valley. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking about something cool that you're doing this weekend called Rock the Block, which you have been putting on personally for the last couple of years. Talk to us about the origins of Rock the Block and what exactly it is that got you started in this world. Well, actually, the first year was John Vardy's idea. We had been going to Rock the Mountain, Mm -hmm. and he said, hey, let's have the best Fourth of July party ever and have some bands come play, have a barbecue, this and that. And so we did, and it was great. It was good times. Um, Then later that fall, uh, my son had to go to the hospital. He was nine years old. And um, we were in PICU for about 10 days. And while we were in there, um, uh, for uh, it turns out that he was diagnosed type 1 diabetic. And while we were in there, Don Scott, the uh, at the time the director of HODIA, Idaho Diabetes Youth Programs, spent, um, and may he rest in peace, spent every day with us, like on his breaks, on his lunch, because he, he worked at the hospital. Yeah. And um, he was there just letting us know everything that we were going to have to know. Like, you know, everybody thinks they know about diabetes. Oh, yeah, sugar diabetes. Right, right. But, uh, but you just really don't know, and especially when it's your own kid, you know, as a dad, I'm, I'm here to protect my kid, and here I am completely helpless. So if it wasn't for him teaching us a lot of the things, most of the things that we needed to know. I just don't even know what would have happened. And then, um, of course, they have the camps. Mm-hmm. Kids can go to the camps. And after after just a couple of years, he was coming home telling, teaching us things, teaching me things about, uh, oh, they, this and that, you know, like the the, how, the meters, the, 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 the pricking your fingers, like yeah. just the way to do everything. Uh, so now, of course, I, I am so far behind. And he's 22 now, so he... Uh, he doesn't need anything from dad anymore, but uh, but anyway, so we started uh, the block party. We're going down the elevator after leaving PICU, and I said, "Well, the block party's a fundraiser now." So um, we have uh, we started, you know, with the first year was like two hundred twenty dollars that we raised and donated, and yeah. um, but every year it's gotten more um, thanks to the support of a lot of great local businesses and of course my neighbors, who are the absolute best, uh, because I feel like I'm totally. Uh, causing them problems and a, a, such a nuisance but then I go talk to them and they're like oh no this is great we plan our summers around it so yeah so now we're um, year 13 or 14 man it's pretty awesome man yeah. crazy I mean, yeah no joking it's your block yeah. Uh, uh, your yeah. house. You are yeah. rocking yeah. the block of yeah. your block where you live. Yeah, it's my front yard. Yeah, I, I like to say we have the greatest sack in Idaho. Cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, man. And you have been putting it on. The idea is to raise as much money as you possibly can for Idaho Diabetes Youth Programs. But then you've added another charity into the fold as well this year, right? Yeah, we're blessed to have uh, raised $5,000 the last couple of few years. And, awesome. Um, uh, I mean, I'm a... I'm a Dog for, I mean, Idaho, I think we are probably the greatest dog lovers. 
mm-hmm. um, in the nation. Uh, of course, I'm biased. I'm born and raised here, but um, everybody loves dogs uh, and cats too, I suppose. Uh, sorry, Big J. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've got a dog too. So, <laughs> um, so uh, but yeah, I mean, so many um, different people. I go into a lot of houses for my job, and so many rescues out there that just had these horrible stories that people are are helping. And and myself, I I rescued uh, sure. Bentley. He's a sweet little. He's he's special, <laughs> but he's such a snuggly guy. And so, you know, obviously uh, everybody wants to help as much as they can. So we are trying to, I don't know if you follow West Valley Humane Society. I, I did. And then I had to stop because I can't adopt every yeah. animal. And it just, it makes me so sad. And I want to, you know, and, and so, yes, I'm, I'm forgiving to them and my kids. Uh, that's where they got one of their rescues. And uh, they would send these pictures and I'm like, no more. We can't take any yeah. more. Yeah. I'm waving the arms. I'm like, stop! No more. We're at capacity. Yeah, we that don't is have true. a farm. That would be. My wife has told me we can't adopt any more animals either. But, um, but so uh, Brian Denny, my my buddy Brian Denny, used to go volunteer all the time. And then they once uh, uh, once COVID happened, they stopped doing it by appointment. You know, so yeah. obviously you can go in there and do that. And so it got weird. And I, so I went in and talked to him. I sent him emails. You know, we corresponded, and I went and talked to him. And she said, you know, after we stopped allowing just general public in they've had less uh sicknesses between the animals because you're not going and touching all the animals and yeah. spread and stuff that might be in there sure. less stress on the animals um they're able to they're rescuing so many that's why i like to follow because they're taking animals from other shelters from around the country which is that's Crazy. just so awesome yeah. because yeah. other places might euthanize Right. And they do not. Yeah. So we're literally saving dogs and, and yeah. cats, you know. So uh, so anyways, I'm a dog. I, I just love dogs. I literally do the job that I do day to day so I can pet people's dogs. No joke. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was just kind of from the heart. And um, I kind of felt like a lot of people – in fact, I had some neighbors say – they don't usually go to the block party, but they are this year because uh, we're uh, awesome. donating to them, too. That's so awesome. Everybody loves animals, you know. That's for sure. And you've got yourself a pretty nice uh, lineup of local bands that are going to be rocking the block this year. Rattle them off for us, Chris. Who's coming to the big party? Well, we've been blessed to have a lot of different great, great bands over the years. I mean, just so lucky. Uh, can't fit them all, though. I mean, this year we're lucky to have Greg Goodell's Rock Academy from Emmett. Mm-hmm. Um, all ages, by the way. It's not just kids. I mean, they've got a widespread of ages of, of these uh, students. Never too and, late. Nope, nope, that's right. And a couple of them uh, discovered they got pipes on them, too. Oh, Boy, it's a great show. There's like <laughs> seven to ten of them on the stage. <laughs> awesome. uh, so, But it's it's so fun. Um, and then we're having Bet on Red, a uh, reggae band mm-hmm. here. They are amazing. And those guys are sweet. I, I actually met them through Steve Cash. Okay. So we've kind of stayed close and um, and communicate whenever we can. Um, first time having Coma Throne. Beautiful. And yeah. so uh, I heard them at the MASH event, mm-hmm. Musicians Against Self-Harm. Yeah. And they blew my mind. So I am excited to have them. And uh, they're stoked to do a good cause. So Coma Throne, I'm excited about them. Devils County. Uh, we have them just about every year. Uh, they're, he's just, they're so fun to watch, and the banter, it's, yeah. it's great. Good um, then, of course, the great local greats, 57 Heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been hitting them up the last few years, but scheduling, stuff like that. Summers are hard. Uh, but this year they said they could do it, and I was awesome. flabbergasted. <laughs> I cannot wait. And then, of course, Faded Leroy. Um, these guys, they've actually they've played uh, quite a few shows for me, and then we did a canned food drive one time with Q, Sunshine Genocide, and um, they were playing. They showed up show, one day, yeah. and we had a box. There was a dishwasher box sitting there that said, put your cans here. And they rolled up before even unloading their gear, and they took out like a couple armfuls of cans. 
and put them in the donation. And then they went and played for free. <laughs> yeah. So I just love those guys. They're so great. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked about this lineup, man, from top to bottom. As well you should be. And, of course, the fun's going to begin around 4 o'clock on Saturday. If people want to go, want to take part in Rock the Block 22, is there a place that's, that's good for them to go, like a website, or do you want to find it on Facebook? What's the best way to get more information, Chris? Yes, yes. It is uh, exclusively on Facebook because I'm old. Sure. And so <laughs> I only are, do man. Facebook. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's Rock the Block 22 is the event page, or just Rock the Block um, is the Facebook page. Go ahead and go on there and give it a like. And um, the address is on there. Of course, you won't be able to go to the address because I'm assuming there will be too many cars. So you'll probably have to walk a little bit, but it's worth the walk. And, um, yeah, and then also I like people following the page because I like to share uh, some of the Humane Society's posts. I also uh-huh. like to promote locally owned businesses, uh, especially our sponsors, like our longtime sponsor, Soundhound Stereo and um, Jiffy Lube in Caldwell. It's a franchise, but it's locally owned. They they were the first sponsors they ever had. And awesome. so I like to, you know, promote local businesses and things like that on the page as well. Certainly. It's, a, cool. it's a great place to go. And like uh, Chris said, it's been a yearly event for the last uh, decade plus. And so it's... It's a great page for you to follow because you know there's going to be a Rock the Block 23 as well because uh, Chris, God bless him, never rests. And he's always got something in the hopper. (laughs) And uh, I know it's going to be a great event on Saturday. And again, follow him and the page on Facebook. We'll link it on the Morning After Facebook page as well. So if you're looking for a quick link to that, you can check out the action on Saturday. And Chris, thank you for coming in, brother. It's always good to see you, man. You You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Happy to help in any way that we can. Go check out Rock the Block this weekend on Saturday. You will not be sorry. Headlines brought to you by Snake River Stampede. It is back. The 107th Snake River Stampede Rodeo. It's happening July 19th through the 23rd at the Ford Idaho Center. It's got the world's finest cowboys and cowgirls and competing in one of the oldest and most prestigious rodeos. Check out ictickets.com for more information. Headlines are as follows. Big J, job hunting? Taking my tiles and going home? Or, mmm, tasty? Uh, job hunting. A Florida man was charged with stealing Walt Disney World property, including a $10,000 R2-D2 statue after allegedly posing as a security guard. Now, according to the arrest report, David Proudfoot claimed he was exposing weaknesses in the resort's safety because he wanted to get himself a job at Disney as a security guard, and he was trying to prove how easy it was to take stuff from Walt Disney World. That backfired on him. Uh, it did not make him employable. It made him a criminal. And so they basically asked to uh, press charges against the man. In addition to having a history of breaking into arcade machines, he's also suspected of grand theft involving a different resort after trying and failing the same way. Maybe you should change your audition process. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Like, I-, I know that there's like a couple of movies where that worked in. Like, let me show you why I'm the best security specialist in the world. Because this is how easy I can break into your security kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm guessing it probably doesn't have real world <laughs> viability and it just makes you a criminal when you do that stuff. Yeah, usually they hire you before. (laughs) Yes, correct. It's exposing their weaknesses by stealing stuff from them is a horrible way to get hired somewhere. I mean, I'm guessing the success rate is very low on something like that. Taking my tiles and going home or mmm tasty? Mmm tasty. Big J, are you a candle guy, bro? Candle, yeah. All right, well, there's a new way to make your home smell like your favorite bowl of cereal, one of your favorite things. Because General Mills is getting into the candle business. Initial fragrances include Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Tricks, Cocoa Puffs, Honey Nut Cheerios, and Lucky Charms. Of course, they are zero calories. Uh, They never go soggy milk, but you are not encouraged to eat them. uh, Because 
You don't want to eat wax, but they smell apparently like this. I also am a candle dude, and I will admit, I now these aren't officially sanctioned, but they're, I don't know what it's called, but if you go into the candle aisle, you know how I have like the generic kind of like labels of the scents that there are? One of them is called like crispy cereal or something like that, and it smells exactly like Fruity Pebbles, and while I haven't had a fruity bowl of Fruity Pebbles since I was like maybe 12 years old, I have purchased a candle on multiple occasions what? because I think it smells amazing. Uh, I, I don't know and why. And you don't eat it? I do not eat the candle, and I don't eat the cereal, and I haven't for a while, but for some reason that smell is very calming to me. And so I do own several, it's called like Fruity Crispy Cereal or something like that, candles that I have purchased. So this, I I, I may, I, I'm trying to think of which one makes sense because I don't really like any of these particular cereals i've never been a cinnamon toast crunch fan uh maybe cocoa puffs but i don't know if i could like the smell of like chocolate in my house like omnipresent i'm not sure that's a good thing but i am actually kind of interested in these candles in a weird way even though i'm not a huge cereal fan nor have i had some in a while i am a uh, a smelling good fan and some of these certainly do that We'll wrap it up with taking my tiles and going home. Big J, you're an educated man. Be- playing Scrabble must be one of your favorite board games. Oh, yes. of course, yeah. And it, scores it my mind. of Scrabble players are now giving up the game because Scrabble just officially banned about 400 words. Now, uh, Scrabble a- admits that they've probably been a little bit lax in this area, but there were a lot of racial slurs and actual bad words associated with sexuality and gender that were on the game's official online words list which is probably not a good thing in the year 2022 so they decided to pull some of those down which of course leads to people being upset because you know uh saying things that are offensive is now considered woke and so they don't like that and so they've decided that they're gonna boycott playing scrabble and a bunch of players have decided not to do that now the game company has like cool if you know not being able to use some of these awful words makes you not want to play scrabble we don't want you playing anyway bye and so a couple of online scrabble companies have started where the words will still be allowed so if you really want to get those racial slurs out of your mouth you'll still be able to play scrabble online someplace right yeah good place to have that kind of stuff just so you know it's all okay it's like a big flush i saw some of those words and i'm like really those were okay in the world of scrabble i did not know i mean there are plenty of words out there that i knew you couldn't use uh, like you can't use like names and proper nouns and that kind of stuff, but some of these things were pretty out there that were okay as far as Scrabble was concerned until recently. But now you know, Big J, Scrabble won't tolerate it anymore. So keep mm-hmm. those slurs out of your mouth. You All understand? Right. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. We got your bad impressions. Hold tight. It's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> On 100.3, the X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we got floater tickets for you. That show happening Saturday at the Knitting Factory. It's going to be great. We want you to go check it out. We'll get you some free tickets here if you can figure out Bad Impressions today. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. If you'd like to go to the Saturday show, you won't be sorry. Big J has got three clues. They're all pointed at somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you've got a concert that you're going to coming up this weekend. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Steve. All right, Steve, you're up first. Good luck. My movie Rocky IV is a must-watch on the 4th of July. Um, okay. Next one. Yo, Adrian! 
Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yes, it is. Good job, Steve. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those floater tickets. And why is Sylvester Stallone <laughs> in the news? Are you okay? Yeah, today is uh, Sly's birthday, man. Happy H- birthday. How old do you think Sylvester Stallone is? Well, listen, I think, I feel like we did this, uh, or I saw something where it was talking about how he's in his mid-70s. So I want to say yeah. like 75? He's 76 years 76. old today. Okay. So, and busy as ever, man. Uh, finishing up uh, production on... On uh, Expendables 4. Uh, of course, he'll be uh, a little uh, Stakar in Guardians of, Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. Not sure how big of that role is going to be for him. And the Tulsa King TV series, which is coming down the pipe. I think that's Paramount Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Remind me, what's that series about again? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a mafia movie. Okay. So, organized crime. And uh, I guess, uh, I think from what I understand, he's trying to get out of the mafia, maybe something like that. Um, and anyways, he is the Tulsa King, and that is uh, coming out here in a couple months. So, boom. Staying busy. Happy birthday, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, will you celebrate by watching a movie or television series Yeah, today? I think so, man. Last Blood. <laughs> last Blood. The last Rambo Please one? don't. I did, I'm trying to pretend that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Smart. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Three Days Grace, and that is wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to our friend Chris Holton for stopping by talking about Rock the Block 22. Hey, do yourself a favor. Check out the X's Facebook page. There you will find a link to the Rock the Block Facebook page, which will give you all the details about what's happening this Saturday. It's an all-day event that helps out a couple of great charities, uh, youth diabetes programs here in the state of Idaho, as well as the West Valley Humane Society. So there are some good things to be done, some great local bands to be seen, and a gentleman that quite frankly busts his ass to do a lot for the local music community here and tries to give back as much as he can and so he deserves a pat on the back as well we appreciate Chris and everything that he does for sure we had a chance to talk a little bit about the world of I guess hot dogs and uh, how you shouldn't throw them at people it's not a good thing Uh, but is a hot dog a sandwich Big J? Uh, Yes perhaps a uh, debate for another day Headlines and everything else was part of the show today. And a reminder that you got the big Snake River Stampede coming up on July 19th through the 23rd. Get amped up. You can join the watch party before it turns into an after party each night at the amphitheater. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, I love Taika Watiti. He's the, of course, uh, director. He's done a lot of great things. He's directing Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Thor Ragnarok one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. But I just picture him being kind of like sometimes absent-minded idiot. Okay. Because he was having a conversation with Natalie Portman, and she was asking him, hey, so what are you doing after this? And he's like, oh, I'm working on the Star Wars movie. Do you want to be in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> Boy, he what beautiful ignorance he must have to have not seen the prequels. What a yeah, treat. yeah. And she's like, well, I've kind of been in three of the movies already. <laughs> and his response was, oh, I forgot about those. <laughs> Uh, he could have very well been joking, but also uh, he could be serious. And God, I hope he was, because that is funny. Uh, and wouldn't it be nice if she showed up back up again? Listen, in the, it's uh, not Natalie Portman's fault. Star- no, none of that is Natalie Portman's fault. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Although Big J, you're off for the rest of the week, so yeah, safe travels to Montana. We will see you next week. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.